This is the Fan of Fan podcast, and I'm Topless, and for all you groundhoppers out there, this podcast is for you. And tonight, it's a guest we've been after for a long time. He's finally here. Vaughny, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. You've been after me for a while. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you? Yeah, yeah, we've been... we, we have been talking about doing this for a while, haven't we? And we have, um, yeah, yeah I, I, whether I've, I've sort of just... Uh, yeah, well, we're here now. Yeah, so we're here we now, are. mate. Yeah. Great to <laughs> see you at Clannelli the other week. So yeah, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Um, yeah, last, last sort of game of the game of the season, wasn't it? The game wasn't overly great, and there wasn't many of us there. But yeah, it was it was a good afternoon out, and great to yeah, great to see you and everything, and seen you for a bit. So yeah, yeah, it was really good, really good. Indeed, yeah. So, Lee on from Shrewsbury. What's your background? How did it all start? How did you get into football? Well, I think this is where you kind of like the Star Wars sort of theme sort of comes in, isn't it? You know, it's uh, you know a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, where did I start in football? I started in football like I guess any any kid does, you know, at a young age, seven or eight. I started watching football, started going to watch Shrewsbury with my dad, and I think probably that's probably the same as any any young lad, you know, his family members take him to the football. Shrewsbury's my local team, you know, I, I grew up here. Um, but apart from sort of uh, 10, 10, 12 years where I sort of moved moved away or, or still be fairly locally, um, I've always lived in Shrewsbury. So um, I started going in, in 1978. So I'm sort of sort of showing my hand really a little bit in terms of how old I am really. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great season for us as well. First season, started going there. We won the third division. It was the first time we'd ever been at that division and got promoted into... Uh, uh, what's now the championship, so Division Two. Um, so I, I think I was kidded at a, a quite an early age into thinking that that Shrewsbury were actually quite a good side, um, and it's probably been a, a downward sort of spirals and slides since, really, to be quite honest. But um, and and really from there, I suppose, yeah, my dad sort of you know, was taking me um, to games um, pretty regularly, only only really home games. I mean, it was a couple of a uh, couple of away games, sort of in the FA Cup, sort of 1979, 1982 that I went to at Wolves and Leicester. Um, but I was sort of too young to sort of go on my own. And then, so I suppose as I got into secondary school, sort of met up with sort of you know like-minded guys who went like football and wanted to go to the football. We'd start sort of going. You know, paper round money would start start paying for me to be able to go and 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 that type of thing really. Um, and then I suppose you then you sort of progress into sort of going to sort of local you know, local uh, away games, you know, Warsaw, Birmingham, that type of thing. And that sort of started sort of, I suppose, sort of late 80s, really. So uh, well, it's... Uh, Shrewsbury Town, then obviously, through history, predominantly third division team, aren't they really? Mostly League One. Yeah, when I when I was sort of um, sort of growing up, I think they they spent maybe a couple of couple of lead, couple of divisions or a couple of years, I should say, down in the fourth division. Um, so yeah, league league one, what is now league one to third division, spent ten years up in the championship or division two from seventy nine to nineteen eighty nine, got relegated back into the third division, um, and then it sort of alternates. Well, it was third division got relegated into fourth division. Um, couple of years after that went back up after a couple of years I think so 93-94 season we got promoted back into third division spent another three seasons there and then we got relegated again to the 1997 and that was a, a little bit of a decline for the club um, we spent um, it was about six seasons I think in 
Division Four, which was the longest stint we'd ever had in in that division. And then um, 2003, we actually got relegated into the conference, so um, which is the National League. So we we spent a, a season in there. Fortunately, got promoted straight back, um, and then and then another stint in in Division Four in, in League Two. So. Uh, 2004, we got promoted, I think, back into League One. 2012, and then apart from one season where we got relegated and went straight back up, every season since 2012 has been in, in League One. So, um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed being in League One, actually, to be quite honest. There's some, some decent sides that we play. I mean, currently, you know, we well, we've just lost uh, Sunderland, but, you know, we've still got Sheffield Wednesday in there. Ipswich, Bolton, uh, Portsmouth, obviously Derby have come down. So you always get a bit, a bit of a plethora of sort of, you know, big sides that sort of yeah. fall into that little bit of a treacle trap. And, you know, Shrewsbury really, I'm, I think I look now and probably think um, back to sort of 1979, we've got promoted and we were probably punching a little bit above our weight in, um, in the championship or in, in division two. That's probably what we're doing a little bit now in, in league one, really. Um I mean, I know that the, the the chairman has probably got designs to 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 want to be up in a championship, but you know we'd be a, an extremely small fish in a in a very big pond if if that was the case. So, not saying it's not possible, but I, I think um, I think League One probably gives us a, a quite a good mix of um, some some big clubs coming to visit us. You know, we're able to kind of you know go to some decent ground, some decent away days, but you've also got that sort of. Um, you know, you know, fish on the end of the rod, really, with it, where we were able to sort of win a few games and that as well, really. So, um, yeah, like life's good in League One, really. To be quite honest, we we love it. Yeah, well, I mean, small towns <laughs> might get me into trouble, like Rotherham, <laughs> like Barnsley, like Wickham can do it. Even Bournemouth can do it. They they were really near the bottom. Yeah, Why not I, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day that the, the chairman here, I mean, the chairman now is in his 80s. He's always had designs to try and get us back up into the second tier. Um, one of these seasons, I guess he, he might end up just chucking a load of money at it and we'll just see what happens. And if if we get up, we get up. If we don't, we don't. I mean, we, we, in fact, we actually missed out to Rotherham um, four years ago and I think in the League One playoffs, so Rotherham actually kind of got back up. Um into championship beat us at Wembley and that's the closest we've ever ever been to, to kind of getting back um most seasons in in league one are one where or ones where we're sort of looking over our shoulder we're looking at the bottom of the table rather than upwards um that was a, a little bit of an anomaly that season and we we started off well and we stayed there and unfortunately we we sort of drifted away a little bit towards the end of the season and uh Wigan and Blackburn sort of popped us to the top two spots but you know we we, we still secured third place which was which was good for us. Uh, obviously, we we missed out sort of narrowly in the in the playoffs in the end. But um, but it, it's it's funny actually. I was actually over in um, Munich a few weeks ago for the for the England game and um, talking to a couple of Rotherham fans who were staying in, in a hotel. And I'm quite jealous of Rotherham actually, to be quite honest, because I think they've got it they've got it just about right where they are at the moment. You know, they're too good for League One, so they have a good season at League One. Yeah. Get promoted back to the championship, maybe not quite good enough for the championship, come back down, then go back up. So they've, they've always got something to play for most seasons. You know, they're either looking over their shoulder in the championship or they're looking up from League One. So um, 
I'm, I'm quite jealous of those guys at the moment. I think they've, I think they've got it bang on. You know, they, every season there's something to play for. And I, I think one of these seasons, if, if you know, they keep yo-yoing between the two, one of these seasons they, they're going to they're going to stay up. You know, one of these seasons they will stay up. And and then once they've got the foothold, then it, it's then down to the three teams then that come up from League One the following season, isn't it? So. It, it, if they could hang on for one season, they possibly could just kick on, you know. But yeah, it's, well, well uh, I mean, me, me and me and the, the Mary Miller, as you know him, Jack, were talking yeah, about yeah. it, and I said that I thought Rotherham, the season that went down before last season, you know, COVID year, behind closed doors year, yeah. I thought they were very unlucky because they weren't looking like they were going to push on for mid table like during the start of the season. But with all the postponements due to COVID, they ended up having a big backlog of fixtures at the end of the season, which effectively killed them. Unfortunately, and like right, you say, okay. there having that one season where they kick on, Barnsley nearly did it. They're yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Barnsley were uh, again a little bit, I suppose, a little bit of an odd one as well because they had quite a good season, season before last. I think they yeah. did they make the playoffs. I think they might have made the playoffs. Yeah, Lost and then last season, the last season they just bombed, haven't they? So, um, but yeah. but League One uh, this coming season. Okay, we, we've lost, we lost Rotherham, but we gained Barnsley back. You know, Barnsley are going to be a, a, a tough, a tough team to play. Um, Peterborough, Peterborough have always got a little bit of cash. Peterborough didn't really make as much of a fist of the championship last season as I thought they might do. Um, but they've always got a little bit of money. They always sort of, you know, be able to flash a little bit of cash in, in League One. So you'd expect them, those guys to be there or thereabouts. I mean, Derby are the name that have, uh, that have come down and I, I really don't know what to expect from those guys. Um, if there's one thing actually as a Shrewsbury fan, we're all getting a little bit twitchy about this season so far or pre-season is that we're not really signing that many players. We've got quite a small squad, paper thin squad. And I think we're probably, there's only probably Derby that have got less players than us at the moment. Yeah. But I, I really, I don't really don't know what to think of Derby. I think, as a name, obviously they're a massive name. They're a massive name and team in, in League One, but what they're going to have in terms of playing staff, I don't know. Um, yeah, who, who knows what's uh, what's going to happen with that one? Well, I mean, I think there's been a there's been two offers on the table. I think you know, past coming hours, Mike Ashley is one of them. I think he's matched the offer of uh, some other guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, once they get that sorted, I think they'll kick on. But I don't, I don't know if they're going to go straight back up. Are they going to be like Sunderland in a few years? I mean, personally, I think this season it'll be Wednesday that get top two. I don't. Bar- Barnsley are always up there, like like Rotherham, aren't they? They'll probably be, they'll probably fight for it. I don't know if they'll do it. Uh, a lot of talk about Ipswich being uh, favourites to be up there as well. Mm. Um, I definitely think Wednesday will do it this season. Don't know. Much. Peterborough will be thereabouts in the playoffs. Plymouth maybe. Yeah. Okay, Dons maybe. I believe that I believe that Ipswich are the favourites. I was talking to somebody this afternoon, and they were yeah. saying that Ipswich were the favourites to to kind of go up. Um, the, you know, the manager that's been in City now. I mean, he's he's, he's had a you know a good sort of half season, so three quarters of the season there, I think now. So, you know, this is the season. Maybe they should sort of kick on. I mean, I know that, um, and I know this was the, the start of the sort of like the COVID season. But we were talking to Ipswich fans early early doors. That season when we when we went down to Ipswich, I mean, we, we, they they nailed us three 0 and we, we were never in it. But you know, they they were very much of the ilk that they were they were only in in League One for the season, and they started sort of well, but they drifted away quite sort of badly, um, and they they haven't really been there or thereabouts really sort of since. So. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a step up for those guys. I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously, obviously Sunderland kind of got out this season, but they've been gradually building, you know, they've got to yeah. the playoffs a couple of times. So they've been gradually building and you kind of think, yeah, they'll kind of get up. Where Sunderland, uh, sorry, Ipswich haven't really had that sort of momentum. So they're really going to have to hit the floor running to early doors. I mean, yes. I mean, you kind of look at Ipswich and yes, they, they should be there or thereabouts. Um, I, I would agree with you. I think Sheffield Wednesday will probably, again, be roundabout. Round I would probably think they're probably just favourites. Um, but then, you know, you've got other teams that are coming back into reckoning, sort of like Bolton. Nobody's talking about Bolton, you know, another yeah. another fairly big club in, in League One, and I think they're recruiting quite well. So, um, League One, really, for any of these teams to drop out of the Championship is not particularly a, a good division to be sort of dropping into if you've got designs to kind of go straight back up, because there are some some pretty big sides in there, um, you know, and you've still got your Pompeys, you've still got Chantons, and then you've, you know, that's not talking about the other clubs there that have had, um, you know, good seasons last season, like, you know, your Wickham's and your MK Dons and and Plymouth and and some of these other teams that, you know, Oxford are another one that I think, you know, could could, could you know, kick on and, and, and get into the playoffs. You know, there's a whole plethora of Charlton, you know, there's, there's plenty of teams there that you look at and think, hmm, it's, you know, it's kind of, in fact, actually, I was looking at the fixtures this morning, you know, and looking at sort of, you know, like I said, Shrewsbury, we tend to be looking over our shoulder a little bit in in League One, looking at relegation spots. And you kind of think, you know, who, who's going to be, you know, potentially four teams worse than us. And I've got to be honest, I was struggling to pick four. You know, the, you kind of like, you know, it's not long until you're into you know, some of the mid sort of table teams, you know, maybe like your Burtons and, and sides of that. And even sort of like people, you know, teams like Charlton and, and, and Portsmouth, you know, were mid table last season. You think, well, oh, actually, they, you know, they're never going to be finishing below us. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough division. It's a tough division. Yeah. I mean, look at the teams that have come up. I mean, who's going to, Forest Green will be a relegation battle this season. But if they stay yeah. up, they'll kick on. Exeter, they're normally down there a little bit, aren't they? Rovers will kick on. They always do. I think that they're unlucky to go down. I don't know what happened to them. Port Vale's one I'm not sure about. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I mean, I suppose the four teams that have sort of come up, and we haven't sort of mentioned them, those guys yet. Mm. Um, Forest Green, I don't know a great deal about them. I, mean, I saw them last season. I actually went down to Brentford last season in, in League Cup early doors. Um, to, to take off Brentford's new ground, and it was uh, it was an evening game against Forest Green in, in Forest Green in the League Cup. And for a good hour, I thought they were probably the better team, albeit the Brentford were were playing a weakened team. I mean, I think in the end, I think it finished three 0 so they they blew them away eventually. But um, I was I was impressed with Forest Green. Thought they looked they looked pretty pretty good. So it, it wasn't, or it, I suppose at the end of the day, yeah, it wasn't a surprise that they probably finished where they did because. You know, what I saw that night was like, yeah, actually, these guys are getting... In fact, actually, thinking about it, it might be 3-1. I think Forest Green might have taken the lead. Um, again, the other teams that have come up, I mean, you'll know better than me, kind of haven't seen these guys last season. Um, Bristol Rovers, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a big club again, aren't yeah. they? Again, probably shouldn't have gone down the season before last. The, the, you know, the, again, I mean, you kind of like, you know, you look at sort of mid-table teams in League One, you think Bristol Rovers should sort of more dynamically be... Um, sort of achieve that. Port Vale, I don't know a lot about Port Vale in all fairness. Um, I mean, traditionally, those... they have been a third division club. It's just the recent years, they've just they've had bad chairman, bad yeah. protests against the chairman. So I think that might have been what I've done to him. 
in, in terms of size of club, then, then yes, um, they're a League One club. In terms of playing squad, again, I don't know a great deal about them. Exeter, would they would feel like the team that you think if, it, if, if one of those four was going to struggle and it would probably be Exeter. You'd, you'd sort of say Forest Green as well, but I'm not so sure about them. I mean, I think you always look at League One and you say, well, Accrington Stanley are always going to be one of those bottom four, but they they never are. You know, I mean, those guys have got it absolutely, you know, hit the, the you know the nail on the head in terms of what they achieve season upon season. I mean, they're, they're just, just immense in terms of wages and that that they pay the recruitment and 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 everything they've just got it sort of bang on you know they pay absolutely peanuts but you know they you know some of the players that they they've got playing from and the, you know the players clearly want to play for them as well don't they yeah. so yeah um i i would say out of the four extra would probably be the one that would struggle but who knows i mean we've, we've got morecambe away first game of the season um so i think there's a few of us that'll probably go up to that you know um mm-hmm. Seaside trip in in yeah. July. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, you'd probably say that Morecambe for me would yeah. probably be one of the teams that would probably struggle as well. But Definitely. like I said this morning, I was I was having a look at it and I was I was struggling to pick four teams out and out that I thought would 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 probably go down from from League One. Um, very competitive league. I think anybody on their day can beat anybody. I think you know we probably proved that last season. You know I think. Um, of the teams that sort of went down, Crew, I think, who, who finished bottom, we drew home and away. Doncaster, second for bottom, we lost away, drew at home. Um, oh. Gillingham, I think we won away. We won at home, I think we drew away. And then I'm um, just thinking the other team has gone down there. I can't, uh, Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah, we drew away and, and beat them at home. But, you know, certainly against the bottom two, you know, it was three draws and a defeat. So that wasn't great. But then when you look at the top of the table, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, um, we beat them at home and drew away. So, you know, we're crew, we've only oh, taken two points. Sheffield Wednesday, we took four points. So it, it's just just a bit bizarre sometimes. I, I tend to find with us, I think we tend to raise our games against sort of, you know, the, probably some of the, the supposed bigger boys in, in, in League yeah. One. Um, but, uh, but hey, yeah, that, that's where we go. So that was... Well, that was a great question, really. We started off, where, where do we start in, in football? We've ended up sort of, I suppose, having a, having a review of League One, really, haven't we? But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there we go. Um, I suppose going back to your original question um, there, Jay, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, like I so said, I started in, in, in 79 and it's, that has just sort of progressed on with with sort of season tickets and, and, and sort of whatever sort of since. So, um even with probably a lot of the other football that we're probably going to kick on and, and talk about in a, in a bit, you know, I've still got a season ticket now, so mm-hmm. still get to a fair amount of games, still try and go to um, a few away games whilst juggling, you know, the ground hopping and watching England and everything else yeah. that sort of goes with it really, to be quite honest. And it's just a terrible shame that uh, I won't be making the trip to Shrewsbury because of Port Vale, if you know what I mean. But uh, <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's, we, we were hoping that of... was going to happen, weren't we? We were hoping yeah, that was going to happen today. It happens. It, stuff happens. Maybe next season. Yeah. Um, let's talk about England then. So, as well as Shrewsbury, you're also a big follower of England. How did that start? Yeah. Um, first England game I ever went to actually my dad took me to a an England Wales game actually at Wrexham because Wales used to play a lot of their internationals yeah. at Wrexham mm-hmm. which is only sort of 30 miles up the road from here um, and we got a ticket for Wales against England 
which I think was around about 1980, and actually Welsh beat us 4-1. So I was like, oh. yeah. so yeah, it started well. What a what a what a cracking start. Um, but I, I always remember that, that Wales at the time had got a, a manager called Mike England in charge of him, and I remember kind of pestering my dad as to why is he not in charge of England with a name like that, you know? But yeah. um, you know the, the questions you ask as a as a kid, you know. Um, and then I, I suppose you know I, I obviously you know I'm born in England, so watching England in in the Euro Championships in 1980, World Cup in 1982, and of course I suppose really you never used to get no sort of live football really on the television. So apart from the FA Cup final, which was the only domestic game you'd get on, the only other live games that you'd get on terrestrial TV would be, would be England games. So they were all sort of free to air. So um, obviously the, the interest in that, in that built, because, you know, obviously you'd see a national team on the TV and, you know, okay, Euro 80, World Cup 82. We didn't qualify for the Euros in 84, but World Cup 86. So, you know, there was big tournaments that were England would have been involved with. And then I suppose we sort of got older, Euro 88, and then sort of by Italia 90, um, you know, I was sort of off down the pub and and watching watching the game sort of, you know, with, with my mates. And, 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 and I suppose at that point, you're know, starting to go to a few games at Wembley, um, there was a couple of school trips actually where we we had um, down to down to Wembley. I think for the, I think we played Senegal, so sort of played Scotland a couple of times, um, Brazil as well at Wembley. I think in the Rouse Cup. So um, you know that was obviously man. You know compared to going to Shrewsbury, you know with a few thousand people, all of a sudden, you know, kind of as a kid, you know, jumping off the the bus and walking into Wembley with sort of, you know, 50, 60,000 or kind of whatever might be in maybe a few more for those type of games. Um, certainly the Scotland game would, would, would have probably been a sellout. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a different place to be really. But um, I mean, I started sort of going to, I suppose, to home games probably from the late eighties, it was late eighties, early nineties, not every game, but, you know, sort of, you know, games that we'd pick and sort of go down to Wembley, go on a train, um, and then I suppose going to home games picked up in terms of going to every game sort of regularly from probably about the late nineties up to, up to now really. Um, and then we started to put a, a few sort of away games into the, into that, um, into that mix as well. So we travel over to, to France in 97 for Le Tournoi. That was sort of like the first tournament football, albeit that it was only a friendly sort of tournament and then over to, France the following year then for the World Cup and then that, that sort of progressed from there on really. Wow, so was France 98 your first official time watching England? Away. Away, yeah. Away, away so it was, yeah. Did you go to Euro 96 as well then? So come games, come a couple of games there we did. Um, but again, I, I suppose it was it was that that kind of gave it the momentum to really think, yeah, I need to push on and, 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 and do this sort of more regularly. Um, I said France '98, yeah, that that was my first away tournament, and and really from from that point on, um, yeah. So it's been a, a little bit of a, a sort of mix and match. I mean, I didn't I didn't get out to Japan uh, or Korea in in two thousand and two, um, and mainly I suppose I suppose down to money really, kind of like you know, mm. kind of sort of long sort of moved into a, a new house and and that type of thing. So you know, you you can't sort of do it all and. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm Mr. Moneybags now because I'm not by any stretch, but we've probably got a little bit more disposable income that we can, you know, all of us when you sort of get to my age, you can you can sort of afford to pay for a few things sort of here and there, which I couldn't do at the time. But, um, 
um, Euro 2004 in Portugal, right for that, was out for the, the four England games there, World Cup to 2006, um, 2008, due to the Wally with the Brolly, we didn't qualify for Switzerland oh, yeah. or Austria, the, the, the Euros there. 2010, actually, I didn't, I didn't bother with. Um, A long way into was, South Africa. Yeah, that was, that was World Cup in South Africa. I didn't bother with that. But every tournament since then I have, so um, Ukraine... I went to Brazil for a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, I was oh. out in Brazil for a couple of games. In fact, actually, the funny thing was about, about Brazil. I went out for the, the second and third group games. And uh, by the time we played the third group game, we were already out. <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> dead rubber. I, I actually ended up talking to a, a couple of guys from Schiffnell that I, uh, I knew. Okay, yeah. one, one, of, one of them I played football with. So that they were out there. There's was, was three guys from Schiffnell. And um, the, the Costa Rica game, we were actually back at the back of the stand having a beer together, having a chat. And... Sort of said, you know, we, we need to we need to get this sorted. Really, to be quite honest, we could have we could have phoned each other or texted each other and, and met in pub in Shrewsbury or kind of where we you know we didn't need to fly sort of six thousand miles or kind of whatever it is to Brazil to have done that. It was it was an expensive beer we all sort of shared, but um, yeah, it was good fun and obviously the memories you make and you know places that you see along the along the way as well. Really, the football sometimes just pales into insignificance, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean. I'm sure you've seen some famous moments <laughs> during that time since foreign England. We had a, we had a guy on um, in season one, a friend of mine called Brian. He's, he's been to a few. He watches England regularly. He yeah. said that the, the Germans in 2006, they know how to do things properly. I mean, what, what's your thoughts? Where's the best country you've been to watch England away in one of these tournaments? Um, G- Germany, I've got to be honest, kind of even in, in sort of general money terms, I suppose, in terms of ground hopping and that is always somewhere I tend to gravitate to anyway, because it's, yeah, yeah I, I just think the organisation there, I think, yeah, the travel and everything that you've got, you know, the stadiums are great, the atmospheres are great, tickets are affordable. Um, it, it, it's a go-to country. Um, the, the World Cup in 2006, yeah, was great. Um Again, everything that sort of goes with what you expect to, to, to find in Germany was was sort of there. Um, the weather was great. I mean, I, I think um, you don't tend to sort of respect sort of the, the German weather really to be quite in the summer. It's very hot and in the winter yeah. it's actually really cold. You know, you didn't, you know, we, we think it, it gets hot and cold here, but you don't we don't get the same sort of shift as they do. So you know, you can quite easily sort of in the summer sort of be in sort of 30 odd degree heat. And in the winter, you know, it, it can be, it can be freezing cold, you know, and you're chucking glue vine down your throat, like it, like it's antifreeze and it's mm-hmm. making no difference at all. You know, um, you know, I've been there at, at times it's been really cold, but, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to 2024, the, the, the Euros over there. It, it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be good. If yeah. you're going to go to a, a, a tournament and you're going to go out with the lads, I, I definitely recommend it. If you can get tickets, then then yeah. go and have a look. Yeah, def, definitely recommend it. Well, um, a few of my Mansfield friends, um, they've 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 joined the membership. They paid their money to get in the membership. I'm going to do some, hopefully. I'd personally like to get out to America for that one. I've seen some of the grounds that are going to be used. And thinking, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen the one in, uh, I think it's in Mexico, the Monterey? I think oh, it's Monterey. Fantastic. Beautiful. You, you've got you've got you've the got mountain sort of. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it, no, yeah, knowing us, we'll get to play there and we'll be looking the other way and it'll be you could be able to see a McDonald's sign or something over in the distance rather than the mountain. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be facing the wrong way. But um, 
yeah, it looks immense. I mean, it, it again. I mean, World Cups are, are difficult to qualify for, but I'm I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that we that we make uh, we make it out to that one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, what was so your best memory watching England then over these tournaments? Would you say? What, what do, you, do you have a favourite memory? Uh, not Iceland in 2016. Um, I was ask what your worst one was after. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that, that will. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll start on that one, being as I've brought it up. I mean, that one, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, yeah, that was an unexpected result, really. I think, I think most of us, even though, you know, Iceland at that point in time were a tough nut to crack, they were a decent side. I think the expectation is we, 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 sh- we should be, should be winning the game. Yeah. Um, it was just a complete shambles from start to finish. And I've got to be honest, the game prior to that uh, against Slovakia, actually, I thought was a, was a, was a, a, a bit sort of shambolic because we, we'd drawn um, the first game in, in, in 2016 yeah. against Russia when we probably should have won the game. Yeah. Um, the Russians equalized with the last minute of the game, but we, we should have won it. Um, we then in, went into a, a difficult game against Wales uh, and we came through that. We won. And, yeah, you kick you kick on from that. You know, you keep, you you win a difficult game against 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 Wales like that. You kick on. Um, we beat Slovakia. We win the group, and then and then we gain that momentum. And for whatever reason, um, the manager decided to change the team completely and and completely changes around. It it really knocked us off our stride. We ended up with a nil nil draw against Slovakia, and then we ended up finishing second in the group um, and surrendering yeah. the top spot to Wales. I, I still really don't understand why why we do that. I, I don't understand to this day why we did that. Um, Mentality. And I think, and I, yeah, and I think that was just a carry on over then into the Iceland game. You know, we take an early lead and you think, oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Right, maybe kick on. Come yeah, on, here, on. here we go. And uh, yeah. Straight it was, away. It was, yeah, it was a shocker. And I've got to be honest, I flew home because I actually paid quite a lot of money to get out to Nice for that. I think it was like a, a, one of these organised day trips I'd gone from Birmingham. And the guys I regularly go with, you know, I just said to me, you know what, this is this is me done with it. I finished, and um, came home and yeah, I'd had the had the pig on for for a couple of days and told everyone I was um, that was it. I was retired. I was I was saving me money for other things. I you know I'm going to take up crochet or do something a bit different with my life. But um, a couple of couple of three days later, the, the, the first qualifiers actually for the World Cup in 2018. First one was actually Slovakia away in a Come place called Trav- Yeah, it was a place called Travana. And yes. one of the one of the guys I, I travel with, Adam, he he texted me and he said, do, do you fancy it? I know you've retired. I know you've said that you're not gonna bother with it anymore, but I'm I'm looking at a sort of three-day trip to Budapest. One of the guys that we know was running a, a coach over from Budapest to uh, Travana. It's somewhere we haven't been, it's a new ground. Uh, yeah. you know, and then and then it all sort of starts to snowball again, and it's so yeah, three days later I was out of international retirement and and off off we go again. And, and everyone knew I was full of it basically. It wasn't it was yeah. never gonna last. But um but best game uh, some famous moments. I mean, even that Daniel Sturridge last minute goal was a famous moment watching England for a lot of us at home, the limbs. Yeah, it, it's um, what, well, I mean I've got to be honest. Even even going back to last summer, you're going to the Germany game, yeah. Wembley, very special moment, you know. And I think you know to 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 be back in that environment after we've had a you know sort of 12, 18 months of not seeing anybody, massive yeah. game like that, you know, performance okay. It was 
maybe you know quite a maybe a, a, a quite an even game maybe a little a bit of a stale game up until sort of 60 70 minutes but you know that last 20 minutes was was absolutely sort of bonkers and now you just think of that last 20 minutes of the game it was incredible you know but even beating Denmark obviously the Ukraine mm-hmm. game as well which we couldn't go to but you know some of those moments have, have been some of the best really and I think um Certainly with Wembley, a lot of people saying about Wembley can't generate its atmosphere. Well, I, I think that kind of went out the window. Certainly with the Germany game, we proved that, that Wembley could generate an atmosphere and, yeah. and the supporters in there can. Um, going back over time, yeah, I mean, it's even sort of like going, I know we lost the game, but even like against Argentina in the World Cup in, in 98, you know, the Michael Owen goal and, and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, there, are, there have been some, there have been some good moments. I mean, it's, like I said, there's, there's, it's sometimes it's not just about the football, but if you're looking purely at the football, yeah, there's there's been some some highs and lows, and yeah, it's yeah, it's been good. It's been good fun. I'll tell you one, one of my my personal favourite was uh, Russia 2018 and England for the first time ever won on penalties. Eric Dyer's <laughs> penalty for me. I've never been in a place where the roof has literally come off nearly. You probably can't see it. There's a couple of pictures there that a friend of mine, or a couple of friends, but mine bought for my, um, my birthday in, in oh, man. my fiftieth. And one is actually Stuart Pearce. The the top one is actually yeah, the red um, one. is uh, yeah, Pickford actually saving one of the uh, Colombian penalties. <laughs> Carlos Backer, yeah. yeah. As soon as he saved it, I thought we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Eric Dice scored, and I was yeah. in Leadville yeah. in Sheffield, and honestly, that was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I was in tears, that, I, I couldn't believe we won a penalty shootout. Because everyone, when you blew the whistle, end of extra time, I was just like, we lost penalties. Yeah. And then we did it, it and went all the way to the semi-final. Good, good to finally get one, wasn't it? Good to finally get one. And that was yeah. sort of where you kind of think, yeah, actually, you start to believe. But, you know, um, we finally got that, you know, that off our backs, haven't we, in terms yeah. of the, that, that penalty shootout. You know, we, we kind of, you know, okay, we, we lost against the Italians last year uh, yeah. you know so we haven't completely sort of shaken it but yeah we're, we're getting better aren't we we're getting Absolutely. better we're, you know you know we kind of like certainly in, in in sort of my time following England this is probably as as, as good as it's probably been in, in terms of what we've achieved albeit that we haven't actually won anything you know obviously a semi-final in, in 2018 at the World Cup Nations yeah. League finals um year later in in, in Portugal and obviously the final of the Euros sort of last year. Um, mm-hmm. Whether we can kick on, whether we can do any more or not, who's to see? Um, you know, Southgate's getting a little bit of a hard time off people at the moment, isn't he? So we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have not, to wait and see. I'm not Southgate out at all. Um, I, I genuinely believe that the players are tired and probably not interested. That's why I thought we lost to Hungary 4-0. It's a weakened team as well. It's not our best side. You know, no. what do you what do you think? I'm not Southgate well, out at all. No, I'm 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 not. I mean, I, I think I think the guy um, has, has has earned a, a a decent crack of this. I mean, I, I think yeah. at the end of the day, people have got short memories in terms of where we've been over yeah. the years. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's been a lot of a lot of poor stuff that I've seen from from an England angle for a long, long time. Um, there is there is an argument. Um, and I and I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with this in that what people are saying that Gareth Southgate is 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 sort of has possibly held us back in games. And I think maybe the the Italy game uh, last summer 
you know, we get an early lead. If we keep going at them, we get yeah. 2-0 up, we win the game. Yeah. I thought his tactics probably in that game were probably a little bit negative. He let the let the Italians back in. Probably similarly, you probably say to the Croatia game, maybe in, in, in the yeah. World Cup of, of 2018, we probably did a very, very similar thing. Yeah. Um and it, I've got to be honest, if people argued that and said, well, actually, Southgate's tactics probably got us to that point, but his, his tactics equally lost us those games, mm. I'd find it quite difficult to, to, to argue against that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Albeit that I suppose um, our sort of quite negative tactics, in, and this is only sort of my opinion on this, I think uh, what is deemed as being quite negative tactics with sort of three centre-halves, you've got the two central midfielders, defensive midfielders that play in front of them and then you, you play with wing-backs. I think the reason we can't play with a, a four at the back with two centre-halves is because we haven't got two centre-halves that are good enough to play as two centre-halves. I think... Um, you know, Maguire tends to get pulled out of a position and gets ripped apart at, at Manchester United, but that's because he plays as a two. And everyone says, well, he plays he plays okay for England. Well, he plays usually as a three, either with John yep. Stones or um, a another, either with Connor Cody or... Um, um, Tomori, hopefully um, soon. <laughs> or, or Mings or anybody like yep. that. Yeah, So, but they always play as a three. And I, I think I would actually struggle to pick my best two out of the four or five options that England have got available to them. And I think, if anything, maybe the hungry game is probably probably proved once and for all that, or, or certainly in, in the short term, that we can't play as a 4-4-2. So I, I think you'll notice that probably, you know, the World Cup, probably the two um, Nations League games that we've got sort of at the back end of September, that we're probably going to go to a, to, a, to a back three, the two wing backs, and then... You know, Declan Rice and uh, and Phillips probably in the, in the centre or Henderson or whoever else sort of comes into that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see any attacking flair any any anytime soon. To be quite honest, I think he's probably maybe tried that maybe and and, and got burned by it. Um, whether a different manager would have a different view on that and be able to get more out of that attacking flair that we've got, possibly. Yeah, um, I mean, possibly. You, you picked the best system with the players you got in 2018. You played uh, 3 5 2, but in the Euros last year, you played 4 3 3. I thought you got it spot on in semi final, the final. It is working, isn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah, like, like we said there, I think Southgate's biggest weakness is probably game management. It's happened twice where we've had an early lead and we've fluffed it. Yeah, so you've got to be I, a bit I, more brave and go for it. I think. Well, I, 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 I certainly think against Italy, if we'd have gone for it. We'd have won a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that the two 0 we score a second one. We're not losing that game. That's, that's, that's um, exactly the same with Croatia. But yeah, but but as soon as we let the Italians back in, we gave them a foothold yeah. of of an equaliser. I've got to be honest. From that point on, there was only going to be one winner, and it wasn't going to be us. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone said about penalties, but yeah, I, I thought to be quite honest, from from a, quite a, a, a kind of quite a far point into the game, penalties was probably about our best uh, our best bet. Albeit that the second half of extra time, we probably tried to give it a go again, um, which was a bit frustrating because to be quite honest, if we <laughs> if we'd have done that earlier, then yeah, you know, we wouldn't have been in that position in the first place. But hey, it's it's all lifts and butts and whatever we lost, so doesn't matter now, does it? You just got to learn from that experience and move on. No. But so long may the uh, semi-finals and finals continue, because they do as country proud and bring us all <laughs> united as well. Never had that many people come up to me and say, all right, mate, is it coming home? 
<laughs> so many yeah. times. Uh... And at the end of the day, with a lot of it, it gives us, you know, last summer gave everyone a lot of enjoyment, didn't it? You know, and, and gave everyone yeah. a, a real lift. Um, yeah, more of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, more I'm injecting that all day long. Absolutely. <laughs> So that so Shrewsbury, England. Let's let's talk about ground hopping then. So how did the, how did ground hopping start? Um, I, I guess that would probably be sort of I suppose watching sort of Shrewsbury games, start yeah. go to a, a, away games, um, yeah. and obviously seeing starting to start to see see start some of the different stadiums that uh, obviously there. Like I said, probably first sort of away games at places like sort of Warsaw, Birmingham, places that were sort of quite local. Um, and actually, when we dropped um, into back into third division, so it was 1989, so 89-90 season, actually started going to quite a few sort of Shrewsbury away games with, with my mates that, that season. And uh, I know that we went to Blackpool sort of early doors. Yeah, we played Blackpool away. So that was one we kind of like, that was sort of, I suppose a bit off the radar, really. That was quite a long way to sort of go, really. Albeit that you look now and kind of Blackpool, I'd probably go to Blackpool for a game in the evening if it was sort of, you know, for what, you know, Squires Gate or whatever. I've been to Blackpool yeah. for an evening game these days. So, yeah, yeah, not far. But at the time, that was that was a big deal. Um, and some of the other sort of sides in there, I remember going to Fulham at Christmas, uh, not counting, we played a box on Boxing Day. So we started to sort of get into sort of going to some of these, these other teams. But... I suppose with, with Shrewsbury traditionally sort of being third division, there's only going to be sort of so many um, so many grounds and that you're going to be able to do. And a, a mate of mine um, who was a Liverpool fan um, at, the, at the time, I'm kind of saying, he said to me, he said, yeah, I've got a spare ticket for Liverpool um, against Spurs on Sunday. You fancy that? I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do. And then started to sort of go to sort of other games with him. Um, I think we ended up going to Plough Lane to watch uh, Liverpool the way Wimbledon and, and, and kind of that. So um, it was me and a mate from Basin Hill, actually, we, we sort of, sort of, so actually, what would it be like to do the 92? And uh, and I think at, at that point, you kind of look and think, well, you've got to start doing a, a few sort of neutral games because you're not going to be able to cover it, sort of doing it all with Shrewsbury. So that was where we, you know, try and do as many as we could, you know, away games with Shrewsbury if they were new grounds. Um and I, I suppose really when we said that you know, by doing the 92, all of a sudden that, that seemed like a, like a world away, you know, you think, good grief, how the hell are we ever going to achieve this? Um, you know, but we, we sort of, we sort of did it. And then I, I suppose that then sort of progresses sort of on to, to doing sort of other grounds. I mean, while we were doing the 92, we sort of do a few of the, like the conference teams or the, what's now the national league, um, yeah. you know, like sort of, sort of Macclesfield, um, Northwich Victoria when they were playing at their sort of old ground Kidderminster always one of the sort of big teams in there um, obviously Telford the a local and that as well you know local rivals to us so there was there were some fairly local teams that were at that level that were that were in there as well but you, you sort of did notice the difference between sort of league teams and even some of those bigger sort of non-league teams when you went into into to, to visit grounds and, and games at um, in the conference it did feel like non-league um, whereas you know you you know as well as well I as I do now you know you go to the teams in the national league now and some of the teams that are in there you know your Chesterfields your Notts Counties Wrexham's and that they're 
you know, they're, they're ex-league clubs, aren't they? You know, it's, 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 yeah. it is like a, a, a football league graveyard, really, with some of the, the grounds that are in there. So it's, it's a very different place. But um, yeah. yeah, so that, that was really, I suppose, where the ground up and started. So it started by doing so the, the 92, really, was where that, yeah. that, that all kicked off from. It always starts with, I'm going to do the 92. That's how I started. It's how my Mansfield mate started. It's like we start going to away games and then you, I can remember going to crew away on a Wednesday night with Mansfield. And guy got back on the coach and he uh, said, how many 92 done, mate? I said, I don't know, about 11 now at this point. He said, after them all, mate, all 92. And me and I said, we should do the 92, mate. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with that. It you went, into stop the, that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but it spills over into the National League. Yeah, and then you just get lower and lower, and then yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, you, you end it, up going it, to grassroots, and and that's it. And I I think I think by by doing the ninety two, I think that's the only way it can start. I I I don't really know anybody that started from the bottom and working the other way because um, I don't know whether whether ground upping really works like that. Really, to be quite honest, no. but um, but but certain certainly for me. Um, yeah, it's kind of like obviously sort of doing national league. Um, I actually moved uh, to Sheffield sort of twenty odd years ago, and um, uh, there was a few lads I got to, to know over there that I played football with. Uh, they played for Sheffield Town. Um, yeah. They were in a, a division at the time called the Midland Alliance, um, mm-hmm. which is I suppose effectively what is now what the Midland League is, um, and. I started to watch them. So sometimes if, if shoes grew away, I'd go and watch them and start going to a few away games. And, and I suppose that was sort of really what kicked off sort of ground up in a, at that sort of level. And, you know, even sort of lower sort of down or above sort of shift, but below um, yeah, the um, sort of national league, what you had at the time, you didn't have like national North and South. So you went straight into Northern Premier, Southern Premier and the, the Ismian. Um, and those were the feeder leagues sort of basically in. So there was there were some fairly senior teams, sort of local, you know, like Hensford or Bilston Town were, would be in the um, in the Southern Premier. Even even Bridge North that were local to me, they were in the Southern Premier. So you could you could go and watch some local football that was still quite a high level that sat just below the conference. So you know, I'd, I'd sort of maybe have a bit of a travel around, do some of these other little sort of you know smaller teams sort of around here. Um, obviously then watching Shifflin at step five. So that's what got me sort of into watching that sort of level of football. Um, and then I, I sort of had a thought that one day, would it, would it, wouldn't it be really good to sort of do all the teams sort of, you know, at the conference and then Southern Premier, Northern Premier and Ismian Premier level. And I think at the time there was, that, that was around about 200 teams. So that, that really kicked on from, from doing the 92, you know, we had another couple hundred, 220 teams or whatever that was then to sort of, to, to, to go out and actually to this day I've never actually ever completed steps one, two, three and four there's always been teams that have come in and out that um, that, I, that I need so I've never ever completed it at that level um, but watching shift and all that was sort of what introduced me to sort of step five and like the FA Vars team so I suppose you know doing the Ismian and all of that suddenly that they were like the FA Trophy team so I suppose it was doing every team that could potentially play in the FA Trophy and then you know, you look at the FA Vars teams and that that's just a completely different ball game, you know, with the amount of teams that are in there, as you know. Um, 
yeah, that 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 takes a bit of uh, a bit of a bit of doing really to be quiet. There's still plenty of teams at that level I have got to go at. So yeah, it's great. So many more, so many more. I mean, <laughs> how, how many how many grams are you want now? Would you say? You know, well, I, mean? I you know what I mean. I was I I actually I I knew you were going to ask that, so I actually had a look before because I there was I needed to just update the as I think every grand up has got a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. haven't they? So. Yeah. Um, you know, I updated that before. It's actually seventeen hundred and seventy-two. So, um, yeah. But albeit that I, I still sort of still need quite a bit sort of at step six. So, um, you know, there, there's still plenty of stuff to sort of go at. So there's a, there's a lot of sort of foreign grounds in there as well that I've done with England and foreign trips sort of ground hopping and that. So, um, you know, that that sort of bumped the numbers up. Scotland, you know, obviously yeah. Wales, obviously is close to where I am. So there's a lot of great grounds in, in sort of Wales that you can sort of visit that aren't sort of too far away. So yeah, there's, there's plenty to go out. And as you know, you want, once you start sort of, it's, it's almost opening a, a Pandora's box, isn't it? Once, once you start, oh, it's sort of like, yeah, you, you're absolutely knackered, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's the best one? Have you got a favourite out of all them 1700 or a top five, 10 maybe? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I I remember Dan asking me this question years ago and I was like, I, I struggled to answer it then. I, I think probably my favourite ground, I think, is a, is a bit of a, a ground opera sort of delight, which is, is Glen Turin in, in Belfast. <laughs> that That's the one that everybody sort, sort of goes to. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I mean, there's a lot of great places you sort of go, but I, I, I would struggle to pick one out that you're kind of out and out sort of, Think, yeah, that's my favorite, but if I was going to pick one, maybe Glen Torren. Um, strangely, I and I, I think I'm pretty sure I said a similar sort of thing to Dan actually a couple of years ago when we were talking about this. I sort of um, I said Wembley because actually, of what Wembley represents in terms of the national team, you know, I, I, I actually I actually quite like Wembley as a stadium. I think it's yeah. you know, the, the rebuild, I think it's a superb stadium, albeit the. A lot of England supporters would not agree with me whatsoever. They they kind of call me all the names under the sun for probably saying this, but I think in terms of what the ground sort of represents, and it's the national stadium, it's the national team that play there. You know, even if you're not looking at it from a ground point of view, in terms of what it represents, I think it's you know it's it's a great place. And I I thought they made a good job of the of the rebuild. Um, the old Wembley, I loved. In all fairness, to be quite honest, the Twin Towers, it was always a, a special occasion going there. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest. I, I, well, we, well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to the five grounds later. We were talking about yeah. five or ten grounds, weren't we? That I, I suggested yeah. maybe visit and maybe we'll sort of all have a little bit of a chat yeah. around that and then maybe that maybe explain it a little bit more. But um, yeah. oh, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any grounds that stick out to you for the wrong reasons? Would you say along the way? Uh, again, I, I think it's it's that again. It's a difficult question to answer. I, I think when I was doing uh, the '92 sort of originally back in back in the day, there were probably grounds that we went to at the time where you kind of like Halifax would be one that would instantly sort of spring to mind. A Shea, and you kind of think, Jesus Christ, you know, what am I doing here? Uh, you know, what is this? You know, Hereford might be another one that you'd sort of look at and you kind of good grief, you know. There's, you know, there's weeds growing out the terrace, you know, sort of like the old 
tin sort of shack on the sides is sort of like a tree sort of growing through it and, and kind of whatever. And I think at the time, probably I, I would probably look at that and think, good grief, what, what the hell is this place? But I, I think in the sands of time where new stadiums have come in, old stadiums have been replaced some of those old stadiums that you thought were weren't that great at the time are actually probably the ones now that still hold some charm and some character. I mean, somewhere like Hereford now, you'd probably look at it and think, what a great place that is. You know, it's a bit of a ground hopper's dream again, isn't it? You know, it's 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 as football used to be. So I think my opinion probably over the last sort of 30 years would would I would say has probably changed the places I probably looked at and thought, Jesus. You know what? What is this joint? You know, you look at now and think actually it's okay. Um, I suppose one that maybe springs to mind, possibly maybe the San Siro, where you kind of walk up to it. I think from the outside, you look at it, you think, "Wow, what a what a stadium!" You kind of look at it inside, probably not that great. So whether okay. the, I, I wouldn't say worst stadium, but whether you whether there was a little bit of disappointment maybe, whether it was a little bit disappointing, possibly, I don't know, but, but certainly from the outside of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the pictures, when you see the outside of it, it it's, it's iconic inside. It, it, it's, it's one of those, it's strange one. It's probably better outside than it is inside. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, Fair play. But not that it's, it's poor by any stretch, but, it, but because, yeah. it, because it's not, but whether, whether it was a little bit disappointed when he kind of went in there and kind of yeah. went, oh, is, this, is, this, is this it? Um, but yeah, worst stadiums, I don't know. I'd, I'd struggle to answer that, mate, really, to be quite honest. Fair play. Like me, easy to please. Don't <laughs> 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 give, give a low one, will you? Um, what about fans then? Who are the best fans you've come across, do you think? Be <sighs> as biased as you like, I don't mind. You can say Shrewsbury if you want. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess... From a, from a, from a supporter point of view, yeah, or, or most or my mates are Shrewsbury fans or England fans. Obviously, I've got you know friends and that you know guys like yourself who are know through ground up and that now. Um, best fans yeah, again. I'd probably struggle to really sort of really nail that one down. I remember the World Cup. So in, many, isn't in, it? Yeah, there is World, World Cup in 2014. Actually, we 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 ran into a bunch of Chile fans. Um, okay. And we run into them a few times as well, and they they were absolutely superb. Um, they 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 were brilliant fans. Uh, loved all the sort of razzmatazz about them. Great to chat to and, and everything else. But again, it, it's a difficult question. And I know that you're going to ask worst set of fans as well. Yeah, again, yeah. I, I would <laughs> I would I would really I'd really struggle with that. I mean, I, I think um, you know if you said worst fans, I think England could be the best set of fans. I think at times. Yeah. They can, you know, there, there are certain people that you meet in life that you think, good grief, I never want to meet him again or, yeah. you know, or kind of whatever. And, and sometimes they can be the worst fans, can't they? You know, and I think every every club has good and bad fans. Um, I, I, there's, there's nothing really that ever really springs to mind where I've gone somewhere and thought, good God, I've never, I'd never sort of go there again. Um, albeit that maybe, maybe Russia in 20, 2007 when we went over to watch England. Um, but then that was more about the, probably the country as it was, rather than mm. rather than a set of set of fans or individuals. Um, bit of a bit of a strange, odd place at the time. There's a few sort of strange and odd things that sort of went on, which is probably a conversation for maybe another time. But um, when we went back in 2018, I was quite apprehensive actually about the World Cup in 2018 when we went back, because I remembered sort of things that had happened. 2007, and wasn't sort of overly overly keen in fact that was probably one 
one place I'd probably said I, I might not, never kind of go back. Um, but 2018, I thought the World Cup they hosted over there, I think was absolutely brilliant. It was absolutely superb. Um, but obviously, unfortunately, with everything that's, that's sort of going on in the world uh, at the moment, I, I guess Russia is probably somewhere we'll, we'll never, ever go again. So, um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, fair point. I mean, have you ever been to uh, West Didsbury and Charlton in Manchester? I have. I mean, what do you make of them? I love them, them fans. Mate. They're absolutely incredible. Maybe I did yeah. just go when they were lifting the trophy, though, to be fair. So maybe that might have helped a bit more, but still, wow. <laughs> It's, I've got to be honest, it's a little while since I've been there in all fairness. I remember kind of going up there sort of one Friday night, um, yeah. shot up there sort of after work. And um, I think they they hadn't long sort of come into the Northwest Counties League. So they'd probably been promoted up for the Manchester League. So they knew yeah. into the Northwest Counties League. But yeah, they seemed a good, a good bunch of guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty keen, aren't they? I think... Uh, you know, I've seen some some videos and that that I think you know you've posted and that, and you're kind of like, yeah, they're yeah they're keen. There <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great to see, it's great to see. Fair play, enjoying their local club. Absolutely. Um, what about one ground that you haven't been to that you really want to go to? Is there anyone that's really high on your bucket list? Boca Juniors. <laughs> Same here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Have you, have you seen yeah. that documentary on Copper 90, the Super Classico? Uh, when they were, yeah, that's right. When they were playing um, River Plate. River Plate, and they ended up playing in Spain and that, didn't they? It was, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a shame. It was yeah, a terrible it, shame, but what a first leg, atmosphere, and everything. <sighs> Wouldn't you just love to be part <laughs> of that? Um, but Argentina is on my bucket list, full yeah. stop. Um, not just them two there's more <laughs> absolutely I mean I, I remember I think absolutely you've got Racing Club Independiente yep. Newell's Old Boys yeah. oh, there's there's a whole host of teams over there that you kind of look and just think wow 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 and actually um, I think it was the start of uh, lockdown so 2020 sort of lockdown obviously we hadn't got anything much to do in the evening. I mean, obviously I was lucky enough to have carried on working. So, you know, the days were, were f- filled with working, but sort of in the evening, so I hadn't got a lot to, to do because you couldn't go out. Um, so I remember looking at, at, at Argentina as sort of, a, a, I suppose it was, a, it was a project, you know, to sort of get there and 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 try and do some games. And I remember looking at, at I think the top flight in Argentina, I think it's, it's, it's like a 30-team division or something ridiculous. And... There's sort of 20 odd, I think, we're in, in the Bunnies areas, sort of like yep. metropolitan area. And then you look at the second division, and then you look at the third division, and I think the fourth division, you look at the lower divisions. And there's out of all of those divisions, it's 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 like about 70 odd teams or something ridiculous. So it's a it's wow. a bit like the football, it's a bit like the football league, 92 teams, and sort of 70 of them all being based in London. Um oh. It absolutely bonkers. I mean, you 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 would you you could go on a trip there. You could do two weeks, three weeks there. You could plan it really well. You could tick off some of the top top teams there, visit some of the top grounds, get involved in some of the top atmospheres. And I, I've got to be honest, I don't even think you'd be scratching the surface. Um, wow. And then you've got a, a boat trip over to Montevideo in Uruguay, which is just across the water. I think that was only sort of two hours on a boat across the water. And then you've got Montevideo. 
Um, yeah, it's South, South America. So yeah, just take a drink. <laughs> it's um, I'm doing too much gassing, mate. You need to tell me to shut up if uh, if I'm if I'm rattling on. Um, yes, yeah, South America. Full stop is a is is, is somewhere you know, I'd, I'd love to be. Obviously, been with Brazil World Cup in 2014, but that's the only time I've been. So Argentina, um, absolutely on the bucket list. Closer to home, Slaventon Valencia. Valencia is one I'd, I'd, I'd like to do. Um, I'll get there. I'll get there soon as well. So mm-hmm. now we're all able to travel again. That'll be one that will be sort of on, on the bucket list. It's a little bit close to home. And then the rest, mate, it's just as you, as you go, isn't it, really? You know, yeah. So, that, you know, you wake up on a Saturday morning sometimes, you think, I don't know where I'm going today, and then something crops up, and somebody will say, I'm going here. Or, you know, when fixtures start to drop a little bit in the winter, when you know, weather you sometimes acts, dictates where you go. So um, I've got no real sort of preconceived plans for this, um, for this sort of upcoming season in terms of places I'm going, apart from planning a couple of games at the World Cup. Um, yeah. and then we've got like Nations League games England you know we're actually we're talking about San Siro we actually get to see England in the San Siro in um, at the end of September which will be fantastic um, and that, that ground is going to get knocked down they, they, they see you're building a new ground so Milan are building a new ground I should say yeah. they both play there don't they um, so that would be that'd be great to see them but, but really apart from that no other real plans Grounds. I'm. I'm really planning. We'll just see how it goes, and we, we I think that's part of the fun. Work placement, don't we? In Argentina, <laughs> work out there for six months <laughs> during the season. My God, how good would that be? Oh, how man. good would that be? Yeah, it'd just be immense, wouldn't it? But um, yeah. but some of the atmospheres, yeah, just look absolutely crackers. Yeah. <laughs> just wow, oh, wow. Yeah. Before we move on to the grams uh, that we give to each other. Um, one question I didn't put down on there before, and it's one I've been asking to a few people. If you could bring back one demolished ground, what would it be? One of these grounds that's gone, no longer with us, what would you bring back if there was any? Football league, I'd bring back Scunthorpe. I mean, nine grounds, not teams. Uh, <laughs> They've still got their ground. Glamford well, Park. I mean, in, in terms of Glamford Park. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Not Glamford Park, um, old show ground. Is that is that not what you mean in oh, terms of bringing an old oh, ground? I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't know the other ground before Glanford Park. <laughs> Glanford Park, yeah, they, they well Glanford Park. Well, I suppose was they. I think they moved in. I think it was around about the late eighties, nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine, eighty eight. Oh, wow. I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was the first purpose built out, out of town ground. The only reason uh-huh. I've said that purely selfishly of the ninety two, it was the one I didn't do. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so I'm just be just be completely selfish. Yeah, bring it back. Cause I never did it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. To <laughs> no, 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 fair play. <laughs> Answered itself. <laughs> right. So, five to ten grams that we're going to get each other to. I've got my uh, notes ready. Vaughan is to do list. Okay, go <laughs> on. We don't say ones I've already been to because I'm going to struggle me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've, well, I've got five for you. They're, they're all in the British Isles, so it's not too far to to travel or one, albeit that one does involve a little bit of either bit of water. So you've either got to go on a boat or you're going to have to fly. Um, okay. And this is one that we've, we've sort of already sort of mentioned. And that's Glen Torn in Belfast. I would say that that's one, that's one you, you're going to need to get to. Um, yeah. The others aren't uh, as far, but they're all in Scotland. So I've picked, okay. I've picked four in Scotland. So I've picked no English ones. Uh, okay. You've got Air United. Yeah. 
You got Greenock Morton. Greenock Morton, yeah, that's another one that's been mentioned. Yeah, by Lawrence you've again. Got, you've got Arbroath. Arbroath. So on the on the on the east coast of Scotland, definitely yeah. recommend that. And then I've got Elgin City, which are in Elgin the Highlands. City in the Highlands, yeah. <laughs> so, so those Scotland. Those, so those are my five. So um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it might be a long drive or a long train trip to those, but at least you, you're not sort of uh, you're not. I'm going to have to renew your passport for those four, matey. <laughs> a couple of long drives. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, well, no, you've got I mean, to swim. You've got to swim on one of them as well. But, uh, uh, but... absolutely. I mean, I mean, Glen, Glen Thor and Lawrence can't speak highly enough of that place. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's in the 2000s yeah. club. Yeah, it looks uh, incredible. One of its own kind as well. Yeah, it's 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 very unique. It's 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 very unique in the way it looks. Very unique in the way it is. Um, yeah, can yeah, it's yeah, just stunning, mate. You've got to. It's almost. I think you've got to. You've got to almost got to go there and see it yourself to to. Um, to respect its, its, I suppose its beauty really. I mean, I, I think as a as a ground upper, we call it ground up in porn. Um, again, I think <laughs> yeah, what I've yeah. I've sort of said um, maybe about grounds uh, like back in the day, kind of Halifax or Hereford, are using those two again as an example, and just thought, Jesus Christ, what the hell's this place? You might get a lot of people that are sort of like, you know, football over the last sort of ten years. They used to state-of-the-art stadiums and, and that type of thing, they'd probably look at it and kind of go, what the hell is this? You know, probably mm-hmm. as as I did as a kid sort of back in the day, but certainly from a from a ground-up in point of view and the, the heritage and terracing and the old yeah. sort of stand that's there and wooden seats and everything that kind of goes with it, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's, um, there should be a preservation order stuck on that, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> Yeah, if they ever, if they ever, if everybody ever says they send the bulldozers in there, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a couple of hundred of us side sort of side sort of say no, 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 can't can't be doing with it. Well, it's, my uh, five, you've probably already done my five. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> these, these are five grams you've probably done, but I absolutely loved. Um, one of them's the old Boston United ground. I'm sure, you've been there. I have. It's absolutely yeah, incredible. It's, it's, it's great old ground it's it's good to see this still there as well it's still being yeah. used as well isn't it so it's um yeah. yeah it's good to see that the bulldozers haven't moved in yeah yeah another one fantastic that's, place yeah another one that's still in use it's going to be gone soon mainly i think the fan base were good at this ground uh gresley rovers okay yeah the most you've been there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, it's both I, i've got to be honest both of those i haven't been to for a long time gresley i probably haven't been to yeah, probably nearly 30 years, actually, probably. I think it was, oh, wow. yeah, it's probably early 90s, maybe mid-90s, maybe I went there. But, yeah, I haven't, haven't been to Gresley for a long time. Yeah, I mean, Gresley, they weren't like a singing fan base. They had a drum, they were banging, but they weren't singing. They're not like a singing <laughs> fan base, but you could feel the passion in the air, if that That's makes good. sense. That's some good. Clubs, yeah, yeah, some yeah. clubs are like that. They don't really sing. They've got a drum, but they don't use it to yeah, sing. But yeah, they, they, you could just, there's something about that place that I absolutely love when I went. <laughs> and they got a last-minute goal. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, one that I haven't been to. Uh, you, you probably have. One I want to get to this season. Uh, Workington. Yeah, been to Workington. Yeah. What, what, what about that one? Do you think? Work, Workington's. Yeah, Workington's good. It's not quite as as good as it used to be. The stands uh, they got cropped, so they, they they sort of lopped it off. 
Um, but there's still a lot of old terrace in there. So the terrace in the, I mean, you could, you could, you know, when you go there, you'll see that the terrace in the sort of pans round so an old sort of cover on the, on the one side. So yes, that's uh, absolutely, definitely, definitely worth going to. In fact, they, they've been muted to be moving off that ground for a little while now. Um, and they were, they were, I think, was it start of this, well, start of last season. I think they were, they were talking about moving into the rugby club next door, but it never happened and they've stayed where they are. So um, it might be one to do sooner rather than later if, uh, you know, if they, if they start talking about moving off again, but yeah, a lot of terrace in there. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah. nothing not to like at work. And just a, just a bit of a trek out onto that Cumbrian coast. That's the only problem with that place. Absolutely. Um, one ground that I did last season that I really liked. Again, you've probably done it. Newquay in Cornwall. Yeah, it's um, wow. wise. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. loved it. Went there yeah. for pre-season with kids to watch Nuneaton Borough. What a ground. I've, I've ground actually been... Loved it. I've been there a couple of times. Actually, I've seen Newquay play. You saw, well, I was down on holiday there. Again, probably probably best part about 30 years ago. And then um, uh, Shrewsbury played a pre-season friendly there. I've actually seen Shrewsbury there, would you believe? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I was walking. In fact, I was walking around. I was walking. Around, I got like a training top on a pair of shorts because it was a pre-season. And yeah. um, I, I, well, obviously, somebody mistook me for a footballer. Basically, <laughs> I was like, of the, the younger days as well. I got hair back then as well. Yeah. Sort of walking around the pitch, and the next thing, I'm sort of confronted with sort of four or five people with notebooks wanting me to sign their books. They obviously thought I was something to do with uh, with the playing sort of side of things. So <laughs> it was, uh, I had to sort of politely decline and sort of say, look, I'm just. Yeah, some some idiot that's just come to watch the game, mate. You know, it's like I've just walked out the bar, not the changing room. <laughs> and my last one, my last one is my local Shybrook town. I don't know if you've been there. Shybrook have been to. Um, yeah, yeah I used to watch them as a kid quite a yeah. lot. Yeah, we used to have a drum as well. And we used to use it. <laughs> that's but, uh, times moved if, on. If, you if you've got it, if you've got a drum, you've got to use it. So. It's um, yeah. every chance when I went to Shybrook, you were there then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if there was a bit of noise singing in the stand, then yeah, it would have been me. I, I, I seem to remember there being a, a bit of a cover on the one side and yeah. Uh, yeah, drum being banged and whatever. So yeah, that was that was you. Um, do, you remember, do you remember what year it was when you went? Uh, I would think that that's got to be uh, maybe 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago, I would think, something so like 2012, that. 2012, 2013, Simon. Yeah, it would have been me there, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I didn't get one that I hadn't done. <laughs> but one, was, one, was... one grand I want to ask you about, just because, well, two actually, because Lawrence is uh, another one that spoke about them. Uh, one of them, I know you've been to, Nanping in Cornwall. Yep, yeah. What, what, what can you tell me about that one? That, that's a really, really quirky place. Um, quite, well, very, very, very unique. Um, if, you, if you're going to go to Nampine and have a look around around there, you're not going to visit another football ground that's remotely like it. Um, it's it's just bizarre. And the, the one sort of side, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like going on a bit of a country walk. So it's yeah. uh, got all these like, little paths and that that sort of go around the back of the sort of pitch, but the sort of high trees and bushes. It is, it's literally, it's like going for a walk in a wood and then you sort of, you come out on like a little patch and you can watch the game and then it'll be like a, a bench or something there. And it's like um, the one cover beyond the one goal is some steps that sort of lead up and it's sort of almost like a, like a little sort of 
like a little coliseum sort of behind the behind the goal, which is like a little cover, and it's got sort of Nampine written into it. The what the one angle actually, the one side is actually just got the clubhouse, and it's a bit sort of um, um, uh, well, nothing sort of much going on. There's the car park, and you kind of look at that, and it just looks like any normal football ground. But three sides of it, certainly the one side, is a lot of hedgerows, bushes, trees. I said it's like it's almost like a little sort of country path that sort of weaves its way round. You know, you go up a path and you kind of think, where am I going to come out? Oh, I'm watching the game here now. It's just just a bizarre place. It's great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the way I've explained it there, I haven't done it remotely any justice. But yeah, try and get down. If it's a nice sunny day, a nice dry day, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Kind of get down there. In fact, actually, there's another ground that's um, this near Nampine. And I, I never know quite how to pronounce it. It's either called Rock or Roach. Uh, yeah, Roach, uh, it's Roach Rock, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's R O C H E. Yeah. Um, and that and that is actually quite unique, and it? it's got uh, like a granite rock, sort of like yeah. at the at the one side of the ground. So you can actually get some really good pictures, sort of like the clubhouse and the goal, and with with the rock in the in the background. And and again, that that's probably only probably five miles up the road from Nampine. So if you ever see that as a double, a twelve o'clock <laughs> and a three o'clock, then I would I would sort of say to you, get in your car and go. I, yeah. I've never actually ever seen it come up as a double leg. So I've done Nampine now anyway, but I've, I actually stopped at, at, at Roach or Roach on the, on the way back for, for a bit of a look at it. And I haven't actually done a game there, but um, I will do at some stage. But but if it came up as a double um, uh, to do to do Roach and then Nampine just happened to be at home as well, and I could, I could do the two, then I'd happily go back and have another look. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the, the other one I was going to mention to you is one in Wales, uh, Pronounced Garou, I believe, J R W. I, I haven't. No, I haven't. That's one I haven't okay. done. There's, there's, there's a couple in Wales that I'm, I, I'm, I'm. I would say that yeah, I would want to do it on the hit list, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Garou is one of them. Blaine Ronda um, is another that one is as well. Book. But uh, yes, I think it would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, another quite unique ground, but but Garou, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. That's, it's it's good in the way it looks, and you've got quite a high vantage point that you can yeah. watch the game from. Um, again, Lawrence and and all these guys have done sort of far more grounds than I have. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that'd be ground up in porn sort of thing. Like, so I've got a <laughs> I've got a little bit uh, a little bit to do sort of catch up with some of those guys. But um, but yeah, Gar Garu's definitely on the hit list. It's one like I say, it's one I haven't done, and it's I think it's it's over towards Swansea. I think I think it's over that sort of way. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely recommend that. Blaine Ronda, Blaine Ronda is another one that I would, um, I would, uh, I would, I'd be like to do as well. No, that's South Wales as well, but that's that's okay. um, that's in the valleys. Okay, so yeah. Blaine Ronda is sort of uh, a, a little bit close to, well, a bit closer to the pair of us, really. But yeah, yeah. Garu would have been not too far from where you were last uh, last time I saw you in South Wales. Yeah, fair play. Well, I'll try and get there in August when I've uh, when I'm not on coaching duties. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, <laughs> we'll finish off on the last question then. Oh, I pal. If you could sum up football in three words or ground hopping, what would it be? Three separate words or three word phrase? I think I, I've had a couple. I had a couple that I can. So I'm going to give you the both of them if you don't mind. Okay. No, nope, yeah, go for it. I think. I think. With with obviously with with everything that sort of goes with non-league and, and ground hopping and everything, what the first one I sort of first sprung to mind was just try it because I th- <laughs> because I think I think I think a lot of people sort of look at 
at non-league football and just think, you know, it, it's glorified pub football. And I yeah. think it's it's anything but. And I, I, I think, you know, there's a, a lot of fans I know that got a non-league football now that, you know, obviously I don't support a big club. You know, I, I still support a, a league one side, as you do, Jay, with Mansfield, you know, but you still got that sort of community feel to it. Yeah. Um, but I think once you start probably getting above League One, that's where that then starts to dissipate and, and disappear. And I think once you start getting up into the championship and some of the big money that's circulating around and certainly the Premier League, yeah. um, you can feel quite distant from the club. You know, you're just a, another number. Your, your money isn't sort of appreciated. It's just swallowed up in, in the great ether of things, really, to be quite honest. But at non-league level... Um, everybody that goes through the turnstiles is, is appreciated, whether that's fans of the club, whether it's ground uppers like ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the people that you get to, to, to meet and some of the places you get to go, some of the grounds you get to go and have a look, you know, the, the whole day out that you can, you can have. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't really realise that there's some, there's some good football at maybe a low level on their doorstep. So I would say just try it. And the second... One really that kicks on, I suppose, which I think is, you know, with, with money and that being tight and that for everybody at the moment is value for money. Because I think, yeah. I think non-league football is, is, is value for money. Um, you know, it's, you, you're not getting ripped off. You know that the money that you're paying is going to, to the club. Yeah. It, it's not going to get sort of rinsed on wages. Well, not most of the time, you know, most of the time, you know, your money is, is going into the infrastructure of the, you know, the, the, the club and that that you're sort of visiting. Um, most of them have got bars. You know, you can go and have a beer. You can stand yeah. outside. You can, you know, you watch the football with a beer. It's a, a relaxed atmosphere. Um, most of the time, if you're driving, you can just park your car outside. You know, if you go to a Premier League game, you haven't got to drive and park your car eight miles away and catch a train and all this, you know. I mean, I've, I've got to be honest, I, I sometimes sort of forget, I suppose, you know, sometimes you go to England games and obviously you've got to plan and, and think about you know, games, obviously, Wembley, we, we know that the drill for that. But, you know, sometimes, mm. you know, occasionally I'll go to a Premier League game and you're kind of like, you know, you're having to park sort of four miles away and, and then you go into the pubs by the ground and it's rammed and then you yeah. think, oh dear, actually, I don't know whether I'm, this is this is why I gave all of this up, really. I don't really enjoy it yeah. really that much. But, um, yeah, v- value for money. And I, I think certainly the moment in time where people are struggling for cash, if you wanted to go on, watch some football and you can't afford to, you know, take yourself or the kids or whatever it be to, to sort of um, Premier League Championship football, then then just go and try your local football team, you know. And actually, I think a lot of people have done that, have, have probably been pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Vaughan, it's been a pleasure to finally get you on. Definitely worth the wait. <laughs> and um, I'm sure I'll see you again on the road sometime soon. You will do, mate. Give me a shout wherever you're going. Yep. If, you, if you're going to Garu, give us a, oh, give us a shout. Yeah. Might well join you. Stop off on the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Come, pick, come and pick me up. Here we go. We're planning a trip, aren't we, mate? So, Here we so, are, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, Jake. It's been a pleasure, mate. That was, mate, yeah. And uh, as I say, we'll see you again soon. Absolutely, pal. You take care of yourself, yeah? Fantastic. This has been the Final Fan Podcast. We'll see you next time. Ta-da. <laughs>